Hallelujah. Okay, so we're continuing on with the book of Enoch. Hallelujah. Last week we left off at, um, I believe it was chapter 36. So we're going to be picking it up from there. But as always, we're going to be seeking to align it with our canon. You know, uh, and our canon uh, speaking to uh, our Bibles, you know, the 66 books that we know and love that we call scripture. Amen. You know, so we're going to seek to align uh, align it with, with our canon as, as much and see uh, what the book of Enoch has to teach us as well as what it can clarify for us, you know, or um, and augment what we already have. Amen. Amen. Okay, so that said, chapter 37. All right. <clears throat> now, chapter 37 is the commencement of uh, Enoch's parables. Hmm. You know, he was given some parables, you know, and so it's a little series of parables that, um, that chapter 37 actually begins, you know, and so we're going to begin with Enoch 37, let me have my first reader read verses 1 through 5, please. The second vision which he saw, the vision of wisdom, which Enoch, son of Jared, son of Mahalalel, son of Canaan, son of Enoch, son of Seth, son of Adam, saw. And this is the beginning of words of wisdom, which I lifted up my voice to speak and say to those which dwell on earth. Hear ye, men of old time, and see ye that come after the words of the Holy One, which I will speak before the Adonai, if it were if it were better if it were better to declare them only to to the men of old time, for even those that come after we will not withhold the beginning of wisdom. Till the present day, such wisdom has never been given by the Adonai of Ruko, as I have received according to the according to my my insight, according to the good pleasure of the Adonai of the Ruko, by whom the lot of eternal life has been given to me. Now three parables were imparted to me, and I have lifted up my voice and recounted them to those that dwell on the earth. Hallelujah. Okay, so it speaks about the Adonai of Rukot. Rukot is just the plural of Rurak, you know, so it, it speaks to the Adonai of spirits. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, so uh, here it is. Enoch, he had a, he had a vision, you know, and you know, a vision of wisdom, and so, and it, it contains some parables, and so here's the first parable. The first parable um, starts off with Enoch 38. That was the whole chapter of 37 right there. Yep. <laughs> it's gone. We went through it. We missed it. Sorry, got to catch it on YouTube. Um, you know, so Enoch 38.1, the first parable. It says, when the congregation of the righteous shall appear, the sinner shall be judged, for their sins and shall be driven from the face of the earth. Mm. Now, you know, so this is the first parable. The first parable is concerning the congregation of the righteous um, and their appearance when they shall appear. So what does that say to us? That tells us that the congregation of the righteous has not always been. Amen? Mm. Because, you know, if he's talking about when the congregation of the righteous shall appear, then obviously they haven't always been. Amen? You know, make sense? Yeah. All right. So that said, who is this congregation of the righteous? Now, the congregation of the righteous, I, I, I would have, have you know, 
you know, um, is actually the bride of Yahushua, i.e. his righteous ones, you know, that appeared after the righteousness of Elohim was revealed by Yahushua. You know, so, you know, here it is. We have Enoch speaking about a parable concerning the congregation of the righteous, which, um, which speaks to those righteous in Yahshua. So it didn't speak to any one group of people that was before Yahshua. Can you see that? You know, it speaks to those who will come after Yahshua. Why? Because Yahshua came to reveal the righteousness of Elohim. See, and that's a, that's an important point to remember. Okay, so um, Revelations 19, 7 and 8 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. All right, so this is who I'm saying that the congregation of the righteous is, is even the bride of Yahshua. Revelation 19.8, it says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. So we know that this group of people were righteous. Amen? Amen. They are the congregation of the righteous. You know, and so, and they're the bride of Yahshua. Can you see that? All right, let me have my next reader read Enoch um, 38, verse 2. And when the righteous one shall appear before the eyes of the righteous, whose elect works hang on the Adonai of Rukot, and light shall appear to the righteous and the elect who dwell upon the earth, where then will be dwelling of the sinners, and where the resting place of those who have denied the Adonai of Rukot, it had been better for them not to have been born. Whoa. Okay, so he says the first parable is when the congregation of the righteous shall appear. All right, so first and foremost, we know that there's a congregation of the righteous that is that was yet to come from that point. Now, he was settled from Adam. So, you know, yeah, talking a long time ago when he said this, right? You know, because it, it was a long time ago since Yahshua came. All right, so now in verse 2, he says, when the righteous one shall appear before the eyes of the righteous. Okay, so the congregation of the righteous, they won't appear until the righteous one appears. Can you see that? You know, so he's talking about the congregation of the righteous, which shall appear, and when the righteous one shall appear before the eyes of the righteous, whose elect works hang on the Adonai of Ruko, and light shall appear to the righteous and the elect who dwell upon the earth. Once they get this light, the righteous and the elect can then walk in righteousness. They cannot walk in righteousness prior to that because they don't understand righteousness. That's why it has to be revealed. It has to appear. Amen? You know, and it says, uh, now, he speaks of those who will be against the righteous one that shall appear. And this righteous one is, of course, talking about Yahshua, our Messiah, our Redeemer, our Savior, our King. Amen? You know, now it says, 
Um, where then will be the dwelling of the sinners and where the resting place of those who have denied the Adonai of Mukon? All right. He says it had better been, it had been better for them not to have been born. Now we all know that, that Judas Iscariot denied our Adonai and Savior, Yahshua Hamashiach, right? We know this. He's the one who betrayed him, you know, unto death, right? But do ye remember? What Yahushua said concerning Judas. Let us go back in time. Rewind back to Matthew 26, 24. It says, the son of man go up as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Now was Yahshua called me Enoch? I let ye be the judge. You know, but we're talking about one who was denying the Adonai of the Rukot, the Adonai of spirits, you know, and Enoch said it had been better for them not to have been born. And now we have one, you know, in Judas Iscariot, who we know did actually deny the Adonai of Rukot. And Yahshua states it had been good for that man if he had not been born. Sound like a direct quote to me, but I'll let you be the judge. You know, uh, then we have verse three. Verse three says, when the secrets of the righteous shall be revealed and the sinners judged and the godless driven from the presence of the righteous and the elect. Now, this is not now this is important. I want you to, you know, please, you know, bear with me. You know, now. So first of all, I want you to understand that what he's speaking about within these three verses, within these three verses, he's talking about when a righteous congregation that shall appear. And he's talking about a righteous one also that shall appear before the eyes of the righteous. You know, and he says, a light shall appear to the righteous and the elect who dwell upon the earth. This righteous one, you know, is being referenced as a light that will appear to the righteous and the elect. Can you see that? Now, you know, this makes more sense if you understand what light represents. Does um, does anyone remember what uh, what light represents? Understanding, absolutely. So light speaks to actually wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. You know, and so here it is. Uh, what, what Enoch is saying is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge shall appear. To the righteous and the elect who dwell on the earth. Where is it going to appear from? Even from the righteous one. Anybody with me? Yeah. And those who go against him, it had been better for them not to have been born. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? You know, even Moshe bore witness. You know, he said, there's one that come after me. Him you should hear. That's the one you listen to. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. You know, all right. So now the third thing is the secrets of the righteous shall be revealed. You know, so here it is. We have a righteous congregation that is to appear. We have a righteous one that is to appear with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, you know, to um, show to the righteous. And then thirdly, Enoch says, the secrets of the righteous shall be revealed and the sinners judged. 
Now, please understand that the righteousness of Elohim speak to his commandments, you know, because you're not going to understand all this stuff about righteousness, you know, and righteous people and the righteous one, you know, and um, the secrets of righteousness being revealed if you don't have a proper understanding of what righteousness is. Amen. Amen. And so righteousness speaks to the commandments of Elohim, you know. Deuteronomy 6, 24 and 25, you know, teaches us this. Let me have my next reader read Deuteronomy 6, 24 and 25, please. And Yahuwah. Press it to the green. And Yahuwah commanded us to do all these statutes to fear Yahuwah our Elohim for our good always that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before Yahuwah our Elohim, as he has commanded us. All right. This should make it pretty clear that the commandments of Elohim is the righteousness of Elohim. Amen. Yeah. You know, and so here it is. You know, when we speak of all this righteousness and the righteous, we're speaking about those who do the commandments of Elohim. Amen. You know, now, I want you to understand that the righteousness of Elohim given to Israel of old was veiled to Israel. Yes, Torah, which was given to Israel of old, was veiled. You know, and this is what Apostle Paul speaks about in 2 Corinthians 3, 13 through 16. Let me have my next reader read 2 Corinthians 3, 13 through 16, please. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same, veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Messiah. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Adonai, the veil shall be taken away. Hallelujah. Okay, so we read here that Moshe put a veil over his face, and you know, it's tested, it's testified or um, uh, uh, said that for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament. You know, that's Torah. Amen. You know, for even the well, uh, in all fairness, it's Torah, the prophets, and the writings. You know, but even unto this day, when Moshe is read, the veil is upon their hearts, so it's upon their mind. The veil is there, they do not understand. You, you understand, this is why the righteousness of Elohim need, needed or needs to be revealed. You know, it needed to be revealed before Yahshua came. And it still needs to be revealed to some because many people don't accept Yahshua. Right. You know, so it needed to be revealed and it needs to be revealed. Amen? Amen. You know, so again, righteousness speaks to what? The commandments of Elohim. Right. Amen? Yes. All right. So, you know, so this is, this is um, when they read, when Israel of old read, read Torah, when they read the Torah, the prophets and the writings, you know, a veil was upon their minds. They did not understand it. You know, now, 
Apostle Paul also shows and teaches in verse 16. He says, nevertheless, when it, sh when it shall turn to the Adonai, the veil shall be taken away. If, see, you need Yahshua in order to understand. Right. See, this is exactly why, you know, they um, the saying goes, you know, the, the Old Testament is, the New Testament is the Old Testament, Testament revealed, and the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. You understand? You know, Yahshua came to reveal Torah. See, Torah is, was like a container. You know, and it contained a lot of stuff, but no one had the key to the container. No one could get into it to see what the inner meanings of those things were. You follow me? You know, so this is very important, you know, to, to understand because there's a lot of people who's still running around, you know, with that veil over their minds. You know, even those who, who uh, purport to follow Yahshua, they don't understand. They don't understand, you know, and so this is why the righteousness of Elohim needed to be revealed. You know, and this is why we read in Yeshayahu 56.1, it says, my salvation is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Now, this was this is a um, quote from Yeshayahu, Isaiah 56.1, speaking about the soon coming of Yahshua. Amen? Amen. You know, now, how many of you know that Isaiah came way before Yahshua? So when he said soon, he wasn't talking about tomorrow. Right, you know, I just want you to understand that because that you know, a day is as a thousand years to God, you know. So, if you say, Wait a minute, you know, um, I think that's uh, what is that, three months? Yeah, I think a minute is three months, you know. Um, you know, so he says, My salvation is about to come. That word salvation is actually Yahshua, number three, four, 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 you know, and it's strong. So, he's actually saying, It's Yahshua is about to come. And my righteousness to be revealed. Now, what is righteousness? Commandments, commandments of Elohim. Yeah. So he's saying Yahshua is about to come, and my commandments are about to be revealed. Speaking of Yahshua's commandments, words, and sayings. Amen? Amen. You know, so Yahshua was about to come, and his the commandments of Elohim was about to be revealed. He was about to unlock what was in the container. Can you see that? You know, I pray you can see that because that's huge. You know, so can you see that even, even though Israel of old had or has Torah, which was or is their righteousness, you know, um, you know, depending on who you're speaking to, they didn't or don't understand it. Hence the oral Torah, whereby they made the written Torah, uh, i.e. the word of Elohim of no effect. Okay, so when you're speaking to a, uh, one of the Yahudim, when you're speaking to um, a, a true Israelite, you know, um, when you bring up the subject of Torah or the subject of the law, you have to understand that they have two parts. They look at 
They look at Torah as having two sections, the written Torah and the oral Torah. And they uphold the oral Torah over the written Torah. You know, you have to understand this, you know, because, you know, a lot of people get twisted up with Paul's writings because they don't understand this. You know, they don't understand that, you know, every time he mentions the law, he's not talking about the written word of Elohim. He's talking about the oral word of men. See, now, why did they make this oral Torah? Because there was a veil over the written Torah, so they couldn't understand it. Right. So many other people knew what it said, but they didn't understand it. And so the rabbis, seeking to help the people understand it, make up, made up all these extra rules, which became their traditions, which became their oral Torah. You know, and that's what they utilized to govern their lives. But the problem was, over the course of time, they became so enumerated that it was just so many and they began to cause the word of Elohim to have to have be of no effect. They right. contradicted the word. Right. You understand? Right. You know, so this was the problem. Right. And this was one of the problems Yahshua came to fix. Right. Now, Yahshua actually speaks, spoke about this when he came to the earth. Let me have my next reader read Mark 7, um, verses 6 through 13. He Answered and said unto them, Well, have Asiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, The people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How about in vain do they worship me? Teaching for doctrine, doctrines the commandments of men, for laying aside the commandments of Elohim, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do and he said unto them full well ye reject the commandment of elohim that ye may keep your own tradition for moses said honor thy father and thy mother and whoso curseth father or mother let him die the death but ye say if a man shall say to his father or mother it is a carbon that is to say a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free, and ye shall suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of Elohim of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye. All right, so now you have to get this. Now this is important. You know, um, so we're talking about that oral Torah now, you know, that that the Yahudim had put into place, you know, from the, the teachings and instructions, you know, the rabbis passed down throughout the generations. Right. OK. Now. They caused the people to be in such a bad state, you know, that um, Yahshua would say this people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They missed the mark. They didn't get it right. You know, the oral Torah, which was supposed to, you know, help them to understand Torah, totally failed, you know, um, even because their teachers didn't understand Torah. Right. Amen? Okay. You know, and, you know, Yahshua says they worship, 
Yah in vain. Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Remember how I said all Torah was commandments that was made by the rabbi, right? right? Yep. You know, and was passed down from generation to generation. This is what Yahshua is talking about, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Not the commandments of Elohim, but the commandments of men. Now, he goes on, he says, for laying aside the commandment of, of, of Elohim. See, because remember, I told you, they uphold the oral Torah over the written word of Elohim. You know, so they hold the oral Torah in higher esteem than the written word of Elohim. You know, and so this is what Yahshua is talking about. He says, for laying aside the commandment of Elohim, ye hold the tradition of men. You rather do the tradition of men than the actual word of Elohim. You know, in verse 9, he said, you know, ye full well reject the commandment of Elohim that ye may keep your own tradition. You know, and he gave an example. He said, Moshe said, honor thy father and thy mother. Whosoever curses father or mother, let him die to death. But ye say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corbin. Now, Corbin speaks to an offering, you know, like even you see our, um, our offering box in the back. And you'll see in Hebrew, it says Corbinite, and you'll see the transliteration on, on the bottom, you know, Corbinite, which means a gift, an offering. So essentially what they were doing is they were saying, well, I gave to the church, so I don't have to give you anything, Mom. I don't have to give you anything, Dad. If you want something, you need to go to the church. You, you understand? You know, so they were, they were saying, you know, look, you know, I gave to the church, and the church is supposed to take care of y'all. You know? And so, you know, I already gave my offering. I gave it to the church. And that was okay with the rabbi because they were the recipients of those offerings. See how that worked? Yeah. But in doing so, they made the word of Elohim of no effect. Mm -hmm. So now the children wasn't taking care of their parents like they were supposed to, mm -hmm. thereby causing their days not to be lengthy right. and bringing on, bringing on a curse into their family. Okay. Anybody with me? Yes. <laughs> you know, um, so Yahshua said, this is the type of thing, many such things like this you do. This, this is what you do. You know, and as if that wasn't bad enough, those quote unquote Christians who follow Yahshua but don't want to do the righteousness of Elohim are doing the very same thing. Yeah. Only difference is, you know, they're not making up their own rules and regulations. They're saying you don't need any. They're saying you're saved by grace. Yeah. As if that's an excuse not to do the commandment of Elohim. Well, last time I, you know, last time I, I looked when when the commandments of Elohim spoke to righteousness. It didn't speak to salvation. You understand? Yeah. You know, yes, you're saved by grace. Yes, the just shall live by faith. These things are wonderful. Yes, they apply. But at the end of the day, they don't speak to righteousness. Righteousness speaks to the commandments of Elohim. And without the commandments of Elohim, you have no righteousness. 
Selah. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the state that the Yahudim was in when Yahshua came to the earth because they didn't have the commandments of Elohim anymore. They just had the oral Torah because the oral Torah made the commandments of Elohim of no effect. So it was just like they didn't have it. Which is the same thing that you have many of these folks running around here today, you know, saying you don't have to, um, you don't have to do the commandments of Elohim because we say by grace, you know, Yahshua done it all, you know, so that you don't have to do it. You know, these type of doctrines are causing people to remain unrighteous. Again, they're making the commandments of Elohim of no effect, and without the commandments of Elohim, you do not have righteousness. This is what Yochanan was talking about um, when he said, you know, no ye, you know, little children, don't be, don't be fooled. Right. Only he who do righteously are righteous. Right. You can't be righteous without doing righteous. Right. Yes, Yahshua came to wash your sins away. Once. Right. He's not going to keep washing them away. Right. He washed them away. You got you to gotta do over. You got a second chance. Yeah. Make the best of it. Hence he said, you know, those who sin knowingly will receive few strikes, and those who sin, uh, those who sin unknowingly will receive few strikes, and those who sin knowingly will receive many. They both receive stripes. They both receive stripes. So that means, and he's talking about believers in him. So that means there is a price to pay for your sin. Amen. You know, so you have to understand these things. You know, because there's a lot of dangerous doctrines that's out here that will cause cause you to not make it in. They'll cause you not to make it in, just simply put. You know, now, uh, Enoch talk about the, talked about the secrets or mysteries of Torah, which needed or needs to be revealed. And this is what Yahushua came to do and continues to do. You know, and we have evidence of this in scripture that this is, in fact, what he came to do in Romans 12, 16, 25, and 26. You know, it says, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and preaching of Yahushua Mashiach, according to the revelation, the revealing of the mystery or secret. So the mystery speaks to secret, which was kept secret since the world began. But now, now that Yahshua has come to me. Is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandments of the everlasting Elohim made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. See, you can't get rid of those commandments. You see that? You know, also consider Luke 8 10 it says, and he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of Elohim, but to others in parables that seeing they may that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. And this is what's happening today, you know, as well as in times past. People see, they're seeing, but they don't see. They don't understand. They're hearing, but they don't hear. They're not obeying, you know, that they might understand. See, and this is this is hugely important. You know, these mysteries were being revealed by Yahshua and his apostles. You know, Yahshua revealed them to, unto his apostles. His apostles revealed them unto humanity. And they're still doing so. And they're, they're you know, Yah has preserved them in the form of the Brick Kadashah or our New Testament scriptures. 
And many people read about them and still don't know. They still don't see. They still don't hear. Why? Because they're in parables. You know, and it's not for everybody. You know, Mark 4, 11, Yahshua is speaking to his disciples. Very important point there. He's speaking to his disciples. A lot of people read this and think it applies to any and everyone. It does not. He was speaking to a particular group of people at a particular time about a particular thing. He says, and he said unto them, unto you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of Elohim. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parable. Mm. So again, he's speaking to his disciples, but those, it was many, many, many other people, you know, in the world besides his disciples during the time that he was here. They saw, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't see. They heard, but they didn't hear. Hence, they didn't understand. You know, it's only those who will make themselves disciples that will begin to see and hear properly. And then they can share what they see and hear with others in hopes that they get to see and hear. That's how that's supposed to go. Hence, in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, it says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Mashiach and the stewards of the mysteries of Elohim. So hereby we learned that the ministers of Mashiach are also the stewards of the mysteries or the secrets of Elohim. See, but when you start revealing some of these secrets, people look at you like you're crazy, yeah. you know, and say, you know, no, nah, it don't take all that. It don't take all that. We don't got to do all that. No, nah, you tripping. You know, you're trying to put me back under bondage. You know, Yahshua came and set me free. I'm free, free indeed. I can do whatever I want. He paid the price. He done it all for me. You know, he, he got up on the torture stake and, you know, he done it all. So I don't got to do nothing. All I got to do is confess and believe. But Yahshua himself said, pick up your torture stake and follow me. Torture stake is something he died on. If he said, pick yours up, then what you what you think that means? You know, you supposed to be, you supposed to be, you're supposed to be being tortured and suffering just like he was tortured and suffering. If you're following him, he didn't do it so that you wouldn't have to do it. He did it so that you'll know how to do it. Right. Enoch 38.4. From that time, those who possess the earth will no longer be powerful and exalted, and they shall not be able to behold the face of the, of the holy. For the Adonai of Rukot has caused his light to appear on the face of the holy, righteous, and the elect. You know, and we know that Yahshua said he was the light. John, John or Yochanan 8, 12, he says this, spake Yahushua again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You know, so, um, and then we have uh, Matthew Yahu. 4, 15 and 16, which also bear witness to this. It says, the land of Zabuan and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them, in that which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. You know, so can't you see that Yah's light did appear? 
it appeared on the face. That is the mind of the holy, the righteous, and the elect. That light appeared, that wisdom, understanding, and knowledge appeared on the minds of the holy, the righteous, and the elect. Can you see that? So when Yahshua was saying, I am the light of the world, he was saying, I am the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge of the world. And if you follow me, you won't walk in darkness. That is, you won't walk in ignorance. And the people which sat in ignorance, i.e. darkness, saw light. They saw wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, which has sprung up. And then we have Acts 22, 6 through 8. It says, and it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about. And I fell into the ground and heard the voice saying unto me, Saul, 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 why persecutest thou me? And I answered, who art thou, Adonai? And he said, I am Yahushua of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. Can you see that great light came to him? Yeah. You know, that great light is still coming to folks now today. You know, if you allow it. If you allow it. You know, but you had an ignorant, those who are sitting in darkness, that is, those who are ignorant, swear that they know. And there's not a light, you know, the light is not going to force itself upon you. If you choose to stay in darkness, you'll never know. You, you're, you're not able to be taught. See, this is why Hosea 4, 6 says, my children perish for lack of knowledge. That's darkness, ignorance. Because ye reject knowledge, I will reject thee from being my ministers. See, that's the problem. The problem isn't being in darkness, because if you darkness in darkness long enough, y'all gonna send him some light your way. But when that light that he sends your way, if you reject it, mm -hmm. then he'll reject you. Because that light is Yahshua, the light of life. He's called the light of life because he has the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of life. And this is what he imparts to those of us who are in darkness. Don't reject the light. Mm -hmm. Enoch 38, 5 and 6. Then shall the kings and the mighty perish and be given into the hands of the righteous and holy. And thenceforward, none shall seek for themselves mercy from the Adonai of Rukot, for their life is at an end. Mm. There's going to come a time when it's going to be too late. There's going to come a time when you're not going to be able to get in, my friend. Do it while, get it while the getting is good, as they say. Now's the time. Now, it's obvious that Enoch's parable speaks to both Yahshua's first and second coming. For the previous verses, verses one through three, you know, those previous verses, spoke to Yahshua's first coming, or one through four. Um, but these verses, five and six, speak to his second coming. It's talking about when the kings and the mighty will perish. 
and be given into the hands of the righteous and holy. Because we know this didn't happen when Yahshua came, right? So it couldn't have been when he first came, so it has to be with his second coming. Anybody with me? Yeah. All right, consider uh, Revelations 19, 16 through 19, which speaks to this very thing. Um, let me have my next reader read Revelations 19, verses 16 through 19, please. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And he saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Elohim, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Hallelujah. So it's pretty clear here to see that Yahshua, this speaks of Yahshua's second coming, and it also speaks of um, those with him, you know, uh, consuming or devouring kings and mighty men. Just what Enoch says, the kings and the mighty will perish and be given into the hands of the righteous and holy. Is that not what he's saying? Likewise with the next verses. You know, um, uh, or the next verse, I should say, Enoch 39 1 says, And it shall come to pass in those days that elect and holy children will descend from the high heaven, and their seed will become one with the children of men. You know, now Enoch, now I want you to keep in mind that Enoch prophesied this stuff. Enoch was the seventh from Adam. The seventh from Adam. This is, this is, uh, pre-diluvian this is before abraham isaac and yaakov mm -hmm. um, amen even before before noah you know he prophesied these things you know and we we see that the other prophets throughout um, the course of time actually bear witness to what he said way back then amen you know, and, you know, a lot of people used to, you know, try to say that, you know, the book of Enoch was spurious. It was written at a much later date after after um, the Gospels, you know, but the Dead Sea Scrolls dispelled all that. Mm -hmm. So now we know that that's not true. Right. You know, so we can confidently say that, you know, these things were prophesied way before Yahshua and coming. And because they're so similar to many of the things that's found in the Brick Kadashah, we can only... You know, uh, we can only say that, you know, they bear witness to what he said way back when. You know, but um, here it is, you know, uh, it's, he speaks of the days coming when the elect and holy children will descend from the high heaven. You know, and this is spoken about in Revelation 21, you know, um, verses 1 through 4. It says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, Yochanan, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from Elohim out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Elohim is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And Elohim himself shall be with them and be their Elohim. 
and Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Hallelujah. So you see, the holy city, Jerusalem, our people. Yes, it's a city, but it's people. You know, and they, they're going to descend down from heaven as a bride adorned for their husband. Hence, he says, behold, the tabernacle of Elohim is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. We're talking about people. Amen? And he says, he will wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there should be no more death. Okay, but who are these people that make up Yah's bride? Are, are they everyone who've ever confessed with their mouths and believed in their hearts that Yahushua was their Adonai and Savior? As the, Pol the Polos Christian, you know, even as ministers, um, um, Christian ministers teach. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The Polos Christian. This word Polos is a, that's a Greek word. It means many. So we're talking about the many Christians. Which many Christians? Oh, the many Christians that Yahshua said will come saying, Lord, Lord, did I not cast out devils in your name and do any wonderful works in your name? And he's going to say, go away, for I never knew ye, ye workers of iniquity. These were the ones that was working iniquity. If they was workers of iniquity, then they obviously was not of the righteous one. Right. They obviously were not righteous because righteousness speaks to the commandments of Elohim. So if they weren't doing the commandments of Elohim, hence they were workers of iniquity. That word iniquity means lawlessness. That means they was without law, without Torah, without the commandments, words and sayings of Yahshua. Hence, he never knew them because he's the righteous one. He knows the righteous. He don't know the sinners. Amen? Amen. You know, so... No. Simply put, you know, those that... Everybody that confessed that Yahshua is their Adonai and Savior, they will not find themselves a part of New Jerusalem. They will not find themselves a part of the bride but doing for her husband. I assure you that that they are not. Rather, those who will are what you call the Holy Ghost Messianics. No, I didn't say Holy Ghost Messianics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the Holy Ghost Messianics. Holy Ghost is is also a Greek word, and this Greek word means few. This is the very same word that's utilized in the passage where it says, um, straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few, only those, be that find it. See, only a few is going to find the way that leadeth unto life. You know, so I assure you that everybody who says, you know, who confesses with their mouth that Yahushua is their Adonai and Savior, you know, are not going to be in New Jerusalem, you know, because they're 
they're the workers of iniquity. Mm -hmm. Right. But the Holy Ghost, Messianics, you know, the few that follow the Messiah that are not the workers of iniquity, those are the ones um, that Yahshua knows. They're, they're the ones that are the workers of righteousness that Yahshua bled and died for. Those are the ones in which he shall redeem. The true followers of Yahushua. Amen? Amen. You know, and scripture speaks to this very thing. Now, I want you to, I want to point out, you know, uh, so that you know that we're talking about the same, the same folks, you know, as New Jerusalem. Take note that the folks of New Jerusalem, Yah is going to wipe away all tears from their eyes. Right? Yeah. All right. Let's go to Revelation 6, 9 through 11. Let me have my next reader read Revelation 6, 9 through 11, please. And when he had opened up the seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of Elohim and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Adonai, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they shall rest yet for a little season, and so their fellow servants also and their brethren that shall be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Hallelujah. All right. Um, I was trying to see if I uh, spoke of the white robes of them. No. All right. So here it is. Fifth seal. He saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of Elohim. Who's the word of Elohim? Yahushua is the word of Elohim. Yokanah 1 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with Elohim. The word was Elohim. Right? right? Yes. You know, and so here it is. So we're talking about these who were slain for the word of Elohim. They were slain for Yahshua and for the testimony which they held, which is the testimony of Yahshua. And it says that white robes were given to every one of them, right? Yeah. And it was said that they're the rest for a little season until their fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were, um, should be filled. How was they killed? For the word of Elohim. Right. Amen. Yeah. You know, so they're waiting for all the other ones who shall be killed as they were, all the other ones that will be killed for the word of Elohim. Everybody still with me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, let's go to Revelation 7, 9. You know, and it says, and after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, and stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. All right, so now I want you to see that these, these, these are them same people that had the white robes that was seen up under the altar, you know, of um, un, under the altar, you know, that was slain for the word of Elohim. So here it is, die for the word of Elohim, you're taken to this place to rest yet for a little season, you're given a white robe, told to chill out and wait for, you know, um, Everybody else that will be killed for the word of Elohim till everything is fulfilled. Anybody with me? Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, Yochanan, chapter 7, verse 9. Yochanan sees, you know, two groups of people. The first group 
was the $144,000. Anybody familiar with the $144,000? All right. So the second group is this group here. It says, after this, I beheld. After seeing the $144,000, he beheld, though a great multitude, which no man could number, you know, and they were given white robes and songs. Why do you think they were given white robes? Because they were slain for the word of Elohim. That's the same reason that the other people got the white robes. And Yahuwah, change of not. Yahshua is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So if they got white robes for being slain for the word of Elohim, then we can rest assured that these folks with white robes were slain for the word of Elohim. Amen? All right. Let's fact check that. Revelation 7, 13 says, and one of the elders answered, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? Hmm. You know, so someone asks. You know, we're about to find out. Verses 14 through 17 continues on and says, I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. He said unto me, these are they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Can you see that these are people who died for the word of Elohim? The lamb. Yahshua. Amen. Amen. Verse 15, therefore are they before the throne of Elohim and serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them and serve him day and night in his temple. Hello, bride. Is it not the job of the bride to serve her husband? Yes. 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 What? It's the it's the job of the bride of Yahshua to serve, <laughs> to serve their husband. You know, I want to make that clear. You know, all those other brides that don't want to do it. You know, hey, you know, you know, they, they got a group for them. You know, uh, you know, the workers of iniquity. You know, you don't want to fall into that category. You know, I think serving your husband, not you know, don't compare. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> All right, so therefore, are they before the throne of Elohim and serve him day and night in his temple? Other than that, they won't have no purpose being, being before the throne of Elohim, you know. But guess what? They should hunger no more, neither thirst anymore, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of waters. And Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now recall Revelation 21, 1 through 4 concerning New Jerusalem, that Elohim said he would wipe every tear from their eyes. Can you see this? It's the same group. You know, I know somebody don't believe me, so we're going to go back so you can see. Verse 4, and Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there should be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. You know, and when we go uh, come over here to Revelation 7, we see we're dealing with the same group. No more hunger, no more thirst, and the light shall not light on them, nor any heat, and Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Everybody with me? Yeah. Same group? Yeah. You know, now, we likewise find those find find the same thing with those who come out of the great tribulation. Now these are the ones that came out of the great tribulation. You know this this group without number. 
this that make up the bride. Amen. Amen. Now, what does that say for those who think they're going to be raptured before the tribulation? <laughs> if you don't have any tribulation to wash your robes in, then they're not going to be clean. And if they're not clean, then you're not going to be with this group with white robes because your robe not going to be white. I pray you can see that. I pray you can see that. You know, now, take note of uh, Revelation 21, 23, and 24. Speaking about New Jerusalem, it says, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of Elohim did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them, which are saved, shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor unto it. So, again, you know, uh, New Jerusalem speaks of a city, of being a city that had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. You know, and so that is the same as verse 16, or Revelation 7, 16, which says, neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat. You know, so... Um, they're not going to need the sun to light on them, you know. And so we see we're talking about the same group of people, you know. And this is the group of people who wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. That is, they're willing to die as Yahshua died for righteousness' sake. This is why Yahshua would say, happy are ye when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake or for my name's sake. For great is your reward in heaven. This is why we rejoice when we're persecuted as the righteous ones. You understand? Yeah. You know, so, you know, the book of Enoch, you know, adds some elements so that we can see the picture just a little bit more clear. You know, it speaks, um, uh, Enoch spoke his parable, which gives us a little bit about the coming of Yahshua, um, the first coming as well as the second coming, you know, and it helps us to understand these things, these things better. You know, we have to understand that the first coming is all about Yahshua revealing his righteousness, you know, revealing the righteousness of Elohim, about him coming and showing what, what the righteous one looks like so that we'll have a pattern to follow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And this is why he says, follow him. You know, he is that light, that light of every man, you know, into life. You know, so we have to learn his wisdom, his understanding, his knowledge of things. Because only his wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of things lead up unto life. Right. You know, and... Enoch 39 2 says, and in those days, Enoch received books of zeal and wrath and books of disquiet and expulsion, and mercy shall not be accorded to them, saith the Adonai of Rukot. So now, you know, Enoch, he received some books, books of zeal and wrath and books of disquiet and expulsion. You know, now our canon also bears witness that there will be some books, you know, in the last days, you know, in the, in the end times. Daniel 7, 9, and 10, I beheld, 
till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. And 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. Hello, Brian. Mm -hmm. Large group without number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the judgment was set, and the books were open. Mm -hmm. Hello, books. Mm -hmm. Hey, books are there. What do you know? Also, Revelations 20, verses 12 and 13, bear witness to Enoch 39, 2 as well. It says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Elohim, and the books were open. Y'all has books, y'all. And another book was open, which is the book of life. So it's not just the book of life. You got some other books. And Enoch tells us what those books are. Even the books of zeal and wrath and the books of disquiet and exposure. And it says, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Now get this. According to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death in hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Take note, it does not say according to their faith. It does not say according to their grace. It does not say according to their level of salvation. It says according to their works. And without the righteousness of Elohim, ye will have no works. So those of you who tell you it's okay to sin, that is to throw out Torah, they are giving you a very dangerous doctrine of devils that will lead you straight to Hades. Because Torah, the straying away of Torah is the very definition of sin. You know, without Torah, we wouldn't even know what sin is. So you have to understand these things. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be judged from your works. If you don't have any because you weren't doing things righteously, then you're going to be found wanting. We want to be in this other book yeah. called Book of Life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Because that book's going to be open eventually, too. And folks are going to be judged out of that book, but when they're judged out of that book, they're going to receive a reward. But the folks that's going to be judged out of these books of zeal and wrath and disquiet and expulsion, mm -hmm. guess what you think? Guess what they're going to receive? They're going to receive, receive zeal and wrath and disquiet and expulsion. Well, what they're going to be expelled from? They're going to be expelled from us, from the righteous ones. Mm -hmm. New Jerusalem, where we're going to be in quiet and rest, they're going to be in disquiet and misery. I'm just saying, mm. you know, so you see, you know, our canon does align with, uh, with the things that Enoch is speaking about. That's all I have for you today. Pray with us. Yeah. Yeah.